From Nashville, Tennessee, this is the award-winning Parareality Radio. Good evening, everybody. My name is Sandman, and I'm going to be your host on this very special new addition to the show. This is something that I have been kicking around for probably, oh, I don't know, four or five months, and I am really super excited to bring this new segment of Parareality Radio to you called scared to death. This is where I'm going to be presenting to you some old-timey horror radio plays that were popular back in the 30s, 40s, and all the way up to the 50s. And some, such as what I'm going to present to you tonight on the premiere episode, are actually even uh, modern-day stories. And I have been... You know, I'm always looking for new ways to uh, bring a, a different audience to the show, new ways to get the Pair Reality Radio brand out there. I'm always trying to find uh, new things to add to the show. And I've been kicking around this idea for the longest time now, like I said, four or five months. Um, Unfortunately, the way my my personal life is set up, I'm unable to do a regular broadcast more than once a month right now. <clears throat> so trying to get more episodes of the show and gain a wider audience and keep adding and growing adding to the show and growing it and expanding it and keeping it fresh. I've decided that I'm going to add this special edition of Parareality Radio called Scared to Death. I'm going to be adding this to the regular rotation. So the schedule, and the last episode of Parareality Radio, I can't remember exactly what I quoted myself. I probably said it wrong, but the schedule is going to go like this. The first Friday of every month, I'm going to have my regular edition of Parareality Radio It's going to be the same format that you have all grown to know and love. Then on the third Friday of every month, I'm going to uh, air Scared to Death, where I show old, where I show, where I play old timey radio shows. And I have to say that I'm really excited about this. I've spent a lot of time um, researching some of the old radio plays that was that were popular during the 30s, 40s, and 50s. And I know that there's several um, uh, other podcasts and stuff who do this 
exact same thing or something that's very similar. But I don't, I really don't care. This is something that I want to add to the show, and I think it's going to uh, just kind of help build the Parareality Radio brand. Boy, can you guys hear that plane flying over the studio? Wow, kind of low and loud. So that's what the plan is. First Friday of every month, the standard, usual Parareality Radio show that you all know and love. Third Friday of the month, I'm going to be playing Scared to Death. So this way, every other Friday, you will get a brand new edition of Parareality Radio. And I am really, really, like I said, super excited to bring this to you, this new edition to the show. So the premiere episode of Scared to Death is going to be the first in a four-part series based on the 1970s TV show, Cole Shack, the Night Stalker. This was, oh gosh, somewhere 72, 73, 74, something like that. Uh, I think it only aired for one season. Uh, maybe it was even 1975. I don't know. It was early to mid 70s. I can remember being a kid and watching it. So it had to have been maybe mid 70s, I, I guess. Uh, it starred the late, great Darren McGavin as reporter Carl Kolshak, who worked for the INS, the Independent News Service in Chicago. And Kolshak always seemed to get uh, the weird and macabre stories, and he dealt with a lot of things like uh, Jack the Ripper reincarnated, and vampires, werewolves, witches, uh, you name it. And it it was it was a great show. I, I wish it would have only been or I wish it wouldn't have only been one season. They even, back in the 2000s, uh, tried to revive it, and it only lasted, I think, like six episodes or something like that. It really wasn't all that great on the the, the attempt to revive the show. The first one just, it was phenomenal. I really liked it. I own um, all episodes, even the made-for-TV movie I own. So when I was looking for... Uh, uh, old radio shows to to play on Scared to Death, I actually ran across this, and this is a, like I said, a four-part series um, of uh, The Night Stalker that's very, very well done. Um, it's modern. I can't remember exactly when it was uh, recorded. It was meant to be an ongoing series, but unfortunately, I don't know what happened. They only were able to do... Um, four episodes, and I just so happened to get my hands on all four of those episodes. So for the next four months, you're going to be listening to the adventures of one of my favorite TV reporters, Carl Kolshak. So without further ado, I present to you the premiere episode of Scared to Death, Kolshak the Night Stalker. Episode 1, and I'll be back next month with Episode 2. Enjoy, everybody. My name is Carl Kolshak, former reporter for INS, 
Chicago's very own independent news service. In all my years of investigative journalism, I've seen some pretty strange things. Today, you'd simply look at them as amusing fodder for the national tabloids. But hear me out when I tell you that they're real. The vampires, androids, ghosts, swamp creatures, monkey men, and even Jack the Ripper. Yes, every last one. Rather than jeopardize my former editor's sanity with such sensational tales, I simply left out the details for public consumption. Oh, I kept the real transcripts, conveniently tucked away from the curious eye in a file under the innocuous name All Saints Archive. But now, happily retired, I believe I can finally release the full accounts as I actually experience them. Prepare yourself now for one of many cases from the All Saints Archive, or as I call them, the Night Stalker Incidents. This night's tale, Playground for Evil, Episode 1. Chicago, night, an hour before closing time for the Chicago party scene, Bergali's Emporium, swank, ritzy bar for the jet set where a glass of water alone costs five dollars. The playground for the offspring of the rich, powerful, political, and famous of Chicago. And tonight, a playground for evil. Rita, darling, would you stay? The party is just getting started. Petri has eyes for you both. Petri can go take a flag. Oh, what's the use? Monique and I have to go. Right, Monique. But Rita, Petri is so... We are going now. Fine, fine, fine. I'm going. I'm going. Here, I have your purse and already paid your tab. Stop. Pushing. Monique, it's like when we were kids at Winnick Elementary, always got to do what Rita wants. I bet. Monique, grow up. Buy a net. Kisses to the family. Ta-ta. <laughs> Bartender, another woefully hole banger. Oops, did I say banger? <laughs> if her ta-tas hung out any farther from the red wrap of cloth she calls a dress, she'd make a slimy fortune pole dancing at truck stops. Oh, come on, Monique. Petrie is a bore. Ugh, fine. 
Oh, oh my god, it's so cold. It's October. Ugh, Rita, you have to admit, Petrie is cute. In an old-fashioned European kind of way. If you like Harry Palmed Romanians. <laughs> yeah, but did you see his tushy? <laughs> if you brought him home to your father, he'd have a coronary and you'd be stuck writing INS. Why, your father makes you work as an intern at his newspaper taxi. Looks like you says. One day, <laughs> I'll turn this paper over to you, kitten. And you need to know <laughs> the nuts bolts of your heritage. What a heritage. <laughs> but your family does live well, though how you put up with that, that reporter, what's his name, Carl? Where's a taxi when you need it? Taxi! <laughs> oh, for the lover. Oh, my God. Oh, Petrie. You and your friend, Miss Rollingston, left so soon. Taxis are hard to come by. This late, might I offer you both a lift? Uh, my chauffeur is around the corner. Oh, oh yes, Mr. Ivan. Please, call me Prince Petrie, or just Petrie, if you like. Great, just great, Monique. It's raining. It is starting to rain. Thank you, Prince Join mm, Petrie, but no... Not tonight, not ever. Look, a cab! Come on, Monique. Sorry, Petrie, but you and your hairy Romanian palms will have to find someone else to grope this evening. Driver, 44151 Lakeshore Drive, now! Yes, ma'am. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Petrie, but Rita's my friend, and, and I have to work, and I'll see you around, okay? Uh, but of course, you will see me around. In. Oh, come on, get in. What Why point? are you such a driver? Stop on it. Got it. You know, so cute. Pity for you, Rita Rollingston. A drag. We have another stop before retiring this night. Yes, master. And a drag. Is a net safely tucked away in the trunk? As he commanded. Good. I'm vanished. Let us depart. But the slight detour to Lakeshore Drive first. A clear day, but the cold was starting to blow in from Lake Michigan, though it would grow no colder for Rita Rollingston, age 24, socialite, model, and now transplant donor for Gordy the Ghoul, mortician and bookie dealing in betting on corpse statistics at the morgue, who needs to track with Gordy around. Ah, I can't put Gordy in this. He's helped me too much in the past. And he still owes me money from the last bet. I'll mark that down on my calendar. First time Gordy has to pay Carl Kolshak. <laughs> ah, my luck must be changing. 
Okay, read the Rawlings Jennings 24 socialite model. And now bloodless victim of a serial murderer. She was found at her penthouse, 44151 Lakeshore Drive, drained of all her blood after, or possibly before, a fall from 30 stories. This reporter wonders if the term... Oh, oh for Pete's sake, Tony, I'm working on a Pulitzer here. A Pulitzer. A, 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 a Pulitzer. Emily! Yes, Mr. Vincenzo? You don't drink coffee. You drink green tea. Are you getting Kolchak his coffee? I pay you to write an advice column by an S. Not to get Carl Kolchak coffee. Tony, that, that was my co- <laughs> coffee, which is now in the trash can. Like your story, if you keep writing about Emily, I need it. Essence. But, Mr. Vincenzo, I kind of. Well, been talking with Carl this morning. He's so nice, no, you know. Not you, too. Carl, what did you do to Emily? Tony, I take affront at your vile accusation. You can't even spell affront, Carl. Well, Emily? I, I just seem to think that Carl's story does seem to point to the possibility of, of a creature of the night. It's a conspiracy. Look at me. Miss Emily, Carl's pay attention here. Antacids, Emily. Antacids. Now! Yes, sir, Mr. Vincenzo. Emily, here's five bucks. Thanks for trying. You said ten. Can I until Saturday? You can take my granddaughter on a date. Here, ten. Swindled by a co-worker. Bertha Ray will be so displeased. Are you two through? Miss Cowles, my ulcer, antacids. Remember? Now! Yes, sir, Mr. Vincenzo. Look, Tony. Not only are you going to have yourself another heart attack, but you saw yourself that dearest Emily believes me. Don't you, Emily? Don't call. <laughs> I asked for a call on a murder. And what do I hear when I come into the INS bullpen? For his call I think you mean Bella Lugosi. Count Drew. Don't say Karloff it. Karloff was the Frankenstein's monster. I don't care. Look, Tony, I never said. That because I cut you off halfway through the word. Tony, Tony. What else could have drained poor Rita Rawlingston of all her white and red blood Don't cells? Say it. Other than a genuine blood sucking vampire. Don't. Don't say the V word. Ever. Not around me. Not in the office. Don't think it. Don't write it. Don't eat garlic bread. Where the hell is Emily and my antacids? Tony, you have to listen to me. I have an angle. An angle? You. Carl, it's you. Me? Yes, you. It's you, Carl. And and your dirty straw hat. And your white rumpled suit. It's you. You give me heartburn. You're trying to kill me. Me? Me? me. Yes, you. Now, Tony, if you would just let me report the facts. Uh-huh. Yes, Kolchak. Facts would be nice. For once without. Hold that thought, phone. Tony, you really ought to consider therapy. What? I don't know why I... Kolchak's trying to kill me. My life for a rollage. Tony, the public, on the phone. Carl, shh. Yes, this is Carl Kolchak, INS reporter. Hmm, really? You don't say. Hmm? Uh-huh. Hmm? Uh, Carl. You know, your voice is familiar somehow. Is that, um, oh, yeah, I get that a lot, too. Uh, this is strange. Carl? Uh, hmm. Well, I, oh, I would think so, Miss, uh, Miss... We are going to talk, mm. Carl, soon. Shh. Where is Emily? Really? What do I pay you people for? Tony, you don't say. 
pardon me, Mr. Vincenzo? Why, Monique! Why, you are almost, but not quite, on time. Really? I don't care who your father is. Hard birds. You all give me contestants. Do I get them? No. Pardon me, Miss. Morning, Monique. Right night. Yes, Mr. Kolchak. With my friend Rita. Did you say Rita? Boss's daughter shows up at noon. My aunt S is a wolf. And all I have is Kolchak. And another one of Vampire exclusives, Tony. Sorry I'm late, Mr. Vincenzo, but my father said it would be okay. Did we say something wrong, Tony? Yeah, with Rita. It was a long night at Begali's Emporium. Now that's a ritzy joint, Monique. Hold that thought. I'm on the phone. Breaking news. Oh, that? Oh, I know that was my editor. No, no, no. He's giving me the hearty Italian thumbs up because I'm his ace reporter. Now tell me again about this um, acquaintance of yours and his nightly unnatural habits. Uh-huh. 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 And you say you live on Lakeshore Drive. Lakeshore Drive. Drive. Right. Next door to the deceased. Hmm. Oh, really? And, and Make your name sure is Lilith Cordescu. That's with a K, no a C. Okay. Well, I'll be over. Make sure mm, drive. Two o'clock. Okay. Two o'clock will be at- fine. Uh, thank you, Miss. Uh, oh, of course, Lilith. What happened at Make Sure Drive? Call me Carl. Hmm. <laughs> See you this afternoon. Goodbye. At two. <laughs> uh, uh, ciao. <laughs> What happened on Lakeshore Drive? Murder. Look, gotta run. I have to stop at a morgue and meet Lilith on that hot lead. Where's my uh, hot tape recorder? Ah, thank you. You know, I have a friend who lives on Lakeshore Drive. My Mustang needs an oil change. What? Uh, what? Oh, it happened on the 44100 block off Lakeshore Drive. You can tell me about your story when I get back. Never been invited to Bergali's. <coughs> Do you need any help on this scoop? I'm still wanting to become a journalist, you know. Oh, wonderful. Not again. Um, yeah, 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 but yeah, Mr. Uh, but, got a dash. Talk uh, about that sometime. But, Bye. Oh, but, oh, Mr. Kolchak. Glad to see you're back from Brooklyn. But, oh, you know, hmm, Rita lives at 44151 Lakeshore Drive. I need to give her a call. Where is Kolchak? Monique, find Carl. No, forget that. Find Emily in my AWOL antacids. No! Oh, yes, sir, Mr. Vincenzo. Interns. Where am I? Oh, I feel so drained. Dark. Oh, God, it's dark here. I'm, I'm still here, in the, oh, the dungeon. Oh, oh, who is it? Oh, help me, please. Annette, you are awake <laughs> and feisty as ever. I don't know who you are, but my daddy is rich. <laughs> Will not miss his spoiled debutant of a daughter. <laughs> Your blood is rich, but that is not why you are here, Annette, though it did please me to taste the fount of your life. What? What are you? Some kind of it. I am, and I am not, but that is such a pedestrian name for the children of the night. Let me go. Let us just say... 
that I have made a pact with forces. And those, how shall I say this delicate, require payment for their services to me in flesh. They let me go. Stay away. Help somebody help. I could pay them with my flesh. Let me go. Or yours. I choose the latter. Stay away. Help somebody. Help somebody. Andrek. The serrated cutlery will do. Somebody help. Oh, let me go. Let me go. Stay. Let me go. Stay back. I do so enjoy your spirit, Annette. But even feisty things must come to their ultimate end. Yes, Pat? What are you going to do? You're Thank you, Andrek. You don't know, Annette? No. I am so sorry. In exchange for immeasurable power over certain of my Nosferatu kin. What are you going to do? I am going to flay you. No! Stay! Stay back! And sacrifice your skin to the Lord of Ghouls. down here because I want it fair and square. You still owe me for all the Saturdays you said you'd pay when you didn't win, stretching back to the dawn of recorded time. Funny, funny, Gordy. Look, does a city medical examiner make enough to send three kids through college? Hmm? No. All these trips of mine to the city morgue and this racket of yours are putting your kid through school, Gordy, and, and, and me in the poorhouse. Be nice to your bank, Gordy. Bank that has no money? What'd you want, Carl? Well, I... Uh, Information on who now? Rita Rollingston, 24 years old. She fell out of, uh, uh... Lakeview Drive, right? Brunette. Yeah, that's her. I need to know if she... <coughs> I still have to pay the pot. <coughs> Gordy, that's highway robbery. You owe me! We've covered that. Fine. Five bucks? Fifty. Fifty? Have you been smoking the formaldehyde? How about... <sighs> How about... $23.36. Rest on your tab. Gordy. My youngest needs braces. You're going to need braces on your legs. What was that, Carl? Fine. Here. Now, was Miss Rollingston drained of all her blood before she took the fall? Yes. Strange case. She should have been a mushy mess. Sack of potato chips after a fall like that. But no blood and no broken bones. What? See for yourself. See, Carl? What's the... What the hell? What? She looks alive. No, she's not alive. But her contusions have healed. Do you have any garlic and a steak? What? I'm serious, Gordy. Give me a, a wooden table leg, a, a yard dart, something. Are you insane? I've seen this before. She is a vampire. Gordy, we found another one. Like the Rita case. Name's Annette Bennett. Played and drained of blood and... Uh, skimmed. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, the wagon's on the way here. You! What are you doing in the city morgue? Captain Mad Hug Siska, how the heck are you? Annette Bennett, you say? She was skinned, you mean like 
flayed? That's confidential police business. Another one like Rita Rollinson? Tell me more. On second thought, I don't want to know why you're here, Kolchak. Forget I said anything. In fact, O'Brien. Yes, sir. Impound Kolchak's camera, tape recorder, and anything else he has. What? Yes, sir. Kolchak. Oh, you this is against the law. Hey, 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 I paid for food. Oh, no, I sincerely doubt it. My arm. There may be evidence on there of a crime, or at the very least, yet more evidence of your stupidity, which should be a crime. Get him out of here, O'Brien. Move it, Kolchak. I am filing a formal protest. I'll let you keep that god-awful hat, Kolchak. My arm. Don't make me have to arrest you for violating the good taste of Chicago. And notice how non-stressed I am. The anger management classes have done wonders. <laughs> Why, in the old days, I would have just bashed you over the head with my nightstick. Ah, oh, I miss those days. <clears throat> Get him out of here, O'Brien. David Kolchak. Hey, my suit, O'Brien. <sighs> Captain, you're going to need a wooden... Ooh, stakes for Rita Rawlingston. Kolchak. What the hell was he talking about? With stakes? You don't want to know. Uh, I need to call my therapist. After having my camera and tape recorder impounded, I ran by the bank, found I was overdrawn, ran back to the office, borrowed an advance from Emily. Tony was locked in his office, eating antacid-like gumdrops. Note to self, now I have a date with Emily's granddaughter, Bertha <coughs> Ray. Saturday night. Great. Uh, anyway, went to Sears and replaced said impounded camera and tape recorder, and I was running late for my appointment with Lilith. Though I did get some valuable information from Mad Dog Siska of the Chicago PD. A second murder, a second drained body, and soon-to-be vampire in the city morgue that I was going to have to do something about. Oh, what a day. Great, stoplight. Something keeps... Rita, Rita, the name Rita keeps popping into my head. Beyond the obvious choice of dead socialite model, but for the life of me, I can't remember why or, or who said her name. And how does the mysterious Lilith fit into all this? Damn lights do it. Come on, Green! Finally! Hope Lilith is still home. Mr. Kojak, you are late. Sorry about, about that, Miss Cardescu. Long story murders, captains of Chicago's finest in need of anger management. You know the kind. Been a long day. May I come? Please do. Thanks. Wow. Big place. <clears throat> it echoes, and it's real dark. Dark as the pits, I might say. Uh, yeah, yeah. You said you had some information, Lilith. See my hand in front of my face here. Face? Ah, you, you're right next to me. And the fire started all on its own. Nice, nice trick. Look, Lilith. Seat, Mr. Kolchak. Yeah. Nice gothic decor. Thank you. 
you like my dress? Yeah. Why? Oh, oh my. Yeah. Well, you are gorgeous. Uh, sorry, I don't know what's gotten into me. <laughs> Thank you. Drink. Drink. Yes. No. I. I don't know. I, I. Look. Why am I here, Lila? What do you know about the mm, bloodless murders? A great deal. Have a drink, and we will talk. Here. Thank you. I think. Petri Ivan. You know of him? And yes. Yes. Uh, owner of a large steel foundry in, I think, some kind of royalty, Romanian, a prince, maybe. A vampire. He, he's the one that. Yes, but there is more. He has forsaken his birthright and joined an unholy necromantic circle of vampiri outcasts. They have forsaken the Elder Order and pledged allegiance to the ghouls. The ghouls? Are serious? Serious as the crypts. And this means... He's been granted dark powers. Ominous dark powers to seek revenge on the Elder Vampiri Order. The power of the ghouls. This is back, right? Yes. The atrocities and sacrifices to the dark gods from across the well of beyond will only intensify, Mr. Kochak. It is bad indeed. But how do I know you are telling the truth? You saw Rita Rorenstein at the city morgue, did you not? Yes, but... Uh... Then you already suspect. I simply confirm. But how do you know all this? Why, Mr. Kochak, I thought you knew. I also... And now, I'll leave you. I hope you haven't taken my stories too seriously.